And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the special episode of the TIFO Football Podcast. I'm uh, here joined by Seb stafford Blore. Hi, Seb. Hi, Joe. Uh, Seb and I uh, did something this week, which was a lot of fun for us. We uh, spoke to uh, Ryan Hun and Musa Kwanga from our favourite football podcast, Stadio, uh, which is a, a ringer podcast and you can listen to on, on Spotify and elsewhere. Um, they're terrific. Uh, we listen to that show all the time, in addition to listening to... Shows from The Athletic, of course, which are also excellent. That sounds like I don't mean that, but it, it is true. They are, they're excellent. Um, but we figured it would be a great time to, to do it, because apart from Totally, the Totally Football Show, which is the which is the other off-the-weekend show at The Athletic, uh, hosted by James Richardson, now that TIFO uh, isn't going to be off the weekend anymore, we figured we would introduce our audience to a couple of replacements for it. Um, totally is one, and you can watch video clips from that on, online as well. Um and this is the other one. This is uh, this is Stadio. It's not athletic affiliated. It's just great. I wish it was. It'd be great if they were part of our team. It really would because it's a great podcast. But they're also two of my absolute favourite people in real life. So yeah, it's very yeah. nice to see them doing well, but them producing something which, when I'm walking around in Germany or I'm exploring them on trains, pop their uh, their podcast on because it's like it's like sitting in the middle of a conversation between Musa and Ryan. And I've yeah. done that in real life, and so I can honestly say it's kind of the same. And, tell, uh, tell the audience who they are. So Musa is, goodness me, Musa used to have a long time back now, but he used to have a business card, which was almost like an A4 sized <laughs> business card because he does so many different things. He's a writer, he's a poet, he's a musician, he's all kinds of other things. Um, I suppose Ryan by trade uh, is audio producer. Uh, he was a, a DJ for a long time. Um, music technician, I think is probably the right way but also uh, an absolutely brilliant podcaster and writer. Ryan doesn't probably get enough credit for the writing he does on The Ringer too, so mm. go and look at that. Musa gets plenty of credit, but yeah. Ryan probably deserves Musa a bit more. Musa gets more than, more than enough, doesn't he? Yeah, he's, he, we need to even that balance out a little yeah, bit. Yeah. But they are, they're great guys, and they're uh, both based in Berlin, um, so I kind of try and check in on them when I go down that part of the country. But uh, yeah, they're, they're great. And and actually, we, see, we we do talk about this on the podcast, but... Very nice mood to it, you know. Yes, that that is that is true, and it's worth saying at the outset. This is not really a football podcast. This is kind of a, a chat with the guys from Stadio. We exchange process notes. We talk about how Tifo um, is a bit different to, to Stadio and how and why it is, um, how the podcasts are made, those sorts of things. There's a little bit of football chat in it, but I think it's it's mostly um, culture, relatively really. self indulgent industry. Uh, podcast discussion so if you're interested in that stick around um but yeah we both highly encourage you to listen to to stadio add it to your um your podcast rotation give it a try because it's it's a really terrific show um fine well i guess without further ado then let's uh, listen to the conversation that we had with ryan hun and musa Kwanga from stadio football podcast Hi guys, 
Hello. This is fun. Yeah, I know. It's nice, isn't it? You were just saying, Ryan, about how you aren't ending your podcast. And I was no, saying, but you well, are. No, but I mean, it's terrific that you know, I'd be very, very upset if you did. I can't imagine if one of my favorite podcasts has changed <laughs> completely. I don't know where to talk. All my rhythm is off. Isn't that interesting? Oh, hang on. There are usually are four of you on the pod, no? Yeah, but different people with different speech patterns, you know, different tendencies. Also, I feel happy just cutting across the people I usually record with. This time, I, I feel like there's a, a degree of reverence in the studio. <laughs> oh, there he is. I don't, it's begun know. already. <laughs> uh, the first question is, Seb, have you eaten? So I have eaten about three-fifths of my cereal. I've eaten enough whereby I'm not going to get hungry. But not so much that the bowl of cereal that hasn't been finished doesn't look quite appetizing in front of me right now. Just sitting in front of my computer screen. So kind of, uh, I've hit the sweet spot. Pig cereal. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that's a, who, who don't listen to Tifo, well, you've, you've missed... Well, no, you haven't missed the good stuff because I suppose no, there, is have, more, yeah. there are more... <laughs> the, the podcast is carrying on and we'll probably talk about it in a little bit. But Seb was very hungry at the, at the last episode and apparently it was a really, really long recording. And... You could just hear Seb just being like, let me out of here. It was a bit like that. I'm glad you picked up on that, uh, Ryan, because, uh, you know, in, in my head, we in the Tifa podcast, we tend to record the, the intro at the end after we know what we've talked about. And it had been quite a long day, but it was the last time the four of us were ever going to get together in that sense. And so in my head, I was thinking, well, it's a nice opportunity to speak directly to the audience and, to, <laughs> you know, to have a bit of a cathartic moment after years of, of, of being friends in front of people. Um, whereas <laughs> Seb really wasn't interested in that at all. Seb checked out six months ago, and uh, he mainly wanted to go to go to Pret and get one of his uh, regular regular lunchtime sandwiches, didn't you, Seb? There was a lot of fuckery going on, and I didn't like it. <laughs> Why does that sound like a line from the thick of it? <laughs> it's your line. It's your line. I was I was actually on a U-bahn into the centre of Hamburg, listening to a stadio. That night. That's not a humble brag. It's just a, I don't know. Wow. No, no, we'll but, take it. Um, we'll take it. Quite cool. I laughed out loud at that Berlin, so. in a kind of an English sort of way. And uh, the, the sort of the, the other U-Bahn passengers sort of looked around and kind of gave me a bit of a... A dirty look. Um, oh no. Yeah, oh no. Yeah. What time of day was it? Mid morning. Mid morning. Yeah. That's not ideal. No one was happy because they, they were seemingly on their way to work and, you know, and, and yeah, it wasn't the time for laughter. And, you know... <laughs> It wasn't the time. <laughs> Can I be honest? Hamburg is a bit of a catfish city because it's utterly beautiful, right? And it's it's lovely and it's sunny whenever I visit. And the moment I think about living there, it starts hammering down with rain. <laughs> the moment yeah. I spend more than like three nights there, it clatters down. And I'm like, ah, the true self comes out. This is it's Northern Europe. Scurry back to Berlin. an hour away from Copenhagen. So, yeah. Dude, I grew up in Manchester. That's like heaven to me. <laughs> Copenhagen catching strays. <laughs> Just oh, bring it on. So, uh, we, I don't know what, why did we decide to do this? Joe and I were talking a while ago when you were t- talking about ending the pod in the current format. Yeah. And we were like, we have to do something. I think it's mainly because I wanted to, because I, I, I listened to Stand Yet. It's the only football podcast that I really listen to, apart from the occasional informative athletic one. And uh, I wanted to insert myself on it. That's it. I sort of thought, you know, when you, <laughs> oh you, listen, to a, you listen to a famous person or something, you think, oh, I should be their friend. And I will, I will be. I'll send them an email and I'll do, you know, God. something will happen. This is kind of it. I just wanted to, I wanted to appear down the, down the Stadio feed. All the, the Stadio listeners, the cool people who thought they'd escaped Tifo. Oh, no. no, you haven't. You haven't. Because I'm here now. You can never evade me. Um, but largely just because I just love your show. I think what you Thanks, guys do man. is great. It is, you said before, is it, is it okay to talk about 
why we're not doing the TIFO podcast anymore. And I, I said, yes. And g- genuinely, you might think I'm lying now. One of the reasons is because every time I listen to Stadio, I'm a mixture of, I really enjoy it. And I'm just mm. furious about how much better the football chat is than what I what, think. Oh, yeah, 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 stuff, stuff. Right. Yeah, honestly, wait, 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 I really think all, that. No, we need to, we need to, we need to stop this because. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's true. No, it's true because uh, particularly when it came to, so one of the things about, about TIFO that's, that was really fun was that, you know, Seven I and JJ and John would have a great time and we would do silly mm. really well and we'd laugh a lot and, and very uh, thankfully we'd make lots of, our, you know, lots of our audience would feel the same way about it and enjoy it too. Um, but as, as Seb, you know, Seb moved to Hamburg and as we started mm. to record in a studio and he was the only person who was uh, remote, it was a lot harder for him to join in the fun, just in the same way as if you're, you know, you're on a Zoom call and everyone else on your meeting yeah. is, is in the office or whatever. That's quite a difficult dynamic. And Seb, uh, as listeners will know, is the guy who helped us cover anything semi-serious. So if there was ever a situation that we wanted to speak about, but wasn't funny or wasn't to be made fun of, uh, Seb was kind of central to that, right? So mm. as Seb sort of stopped participating in the podcast as regularly for those, uh, you know, aforementioned understandable reasons, our ability to cover anything other than like, you know, stupid stuff, I think dropped heavily. And then I would, the same week, I think, ah, oh, we didn't, didn't cover that that well. And then I'd listen to Stadio and I'd be like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> These guys have nailed it. It's so annoying. But also though, the, the, you have John and JJ and obviously before that, Alex as well, who will do mm-hmm. really, really, like we, we watch loads of TIFO yeah. videos. We listen to a load of the stuff about it's the tactical so breakdowns yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And we give them many a shout out. Yeah, they're so good. So I think it's just, it's just like, I think one of the things that I was quite interested in talking about on here, we talked about before was, was that, to me, TIFO and Stadio feel like very different things, but there is like a crossover. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, maybe that's because of Musa Ogwonga, who, for those who don't know, Musa was, used to be on TIFO back in the day, right? Listen, I was there before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Old heads remember the UMAXA days, listen. <laughs> yeah, actually I did a, look, so I did a couple of, um, I did a couple of the animated, well, did the voiceovers and text, a couple of animated videos. Uh, my favorite one's still the Iniesta one. I love doing yeah, that with you. Beautiful. It was yeah, a pleasure working with you, with you all on that. Yeah. Um, but I, I want to sort of just say, Joe, that's your reasons. Obviously, they make sense and they're, they're quite sad in a way because they're, they're very self-aware reasons. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a when Benzema like left Madrid, right? It was like because he felt a slight drop in his performance level, right? And most people don't notice. And then most people would be like, "You can put work out," and like most people listen, they're going to be happy with it. But you yourselves are going to be like. Oh, no, that's not what we nailed. We didn't nail it. And then over time, you're like, you appraise your performance and people can say what they like about your work and your performance, but you internally among yourselves, you're like, <clears throat> there's a bar we have to hit. And if we're not hitting that bar, then we don't. And that, that's, that's sad for me, like, because I love listening to your stuff and watching it. I'm not, not to make this into like a praise fest because listeners might roll their eyes, but I genuinely mean it. The stuff you've done JJ videos, John's videos, Seb's analysis, your analysis, your sort of comparing hosting and the live stuff is great. For me, it's sad to see that. I'm just saying that on the record. It's sad for me to see that. Um, but I also think there's a lot of integrity in doing it the way you've done it. And I don't want to sound like I'm just blowing smoke because people sometimes listen to sometimes, you know, get tired of that. But that's what I genuinely feel. 
between. Oh, I like it. If, I mean, more smoke. <laughs> <laughs> un- unlike this, un- unlike Tifo, we don't do video, right? So we were like, Joe, we can do this, but we're not going to do video. <laughs> and uh, and you, what listeners couldn't see was Joe was just like giving it the kind of like more, 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 like, more, more. Raise it, you know, try to hype the crowd up. No, it's oh, nice smile. though because like basically across his face as Musa went on <laughs> again, very aware that we don't want to make this a, a, a praise fest, despite the fact that we clearly like each other's podcasts. But uh, it's, you know, it's one of the only nice comments I've had about this decision. Most people, uh, understandably, uh, if they're a big fan of the show, are unhappy about it. But there was one nice comment on the final, um, on the final studio show. It might have been the final live show. Somebody mm. said it's very rare to see things go out at the top, and that's mm. I, I love oh, that. Like that's you know, yeah. it is. Um, it's uh, it's it's a sort of Simpsons thing, isn't it? That's how JJ not, and I have not talked about not not since not since Wham broke up in the eighties has a British pop ensemble <laughs> fallen apart with such dignity. <laughs> there you go. Yes, um, listen, we had to we had to take it there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I really hope for both our sakes that our demographics are as such that a load of people just gone. Who are Wham? Because <laughs> otherwise, we're all in big trouble. That's the gap between the two circles. Isn't Count, it? Counting yeah, on it. Counting I really on hope it. so. <laughs> we talked about how different the processes were with Tifo with Stadio because Tifo is obviously you have all the the kind of video element whereas and you mentioned Joe about how when Seb moved and having not not having him in the room it's really interesting because Moose and I haven't done a puck I mean we've done one puck one Stadio in the same room which was in a hotel in we did you were one the airport. You did the airport. We did the airport. We did the airport one. We did the airport. Listen, we done one in the airport. One, yeah. air, one in Berlin Airport, Berlin Brandenburg Airport. We did one in a in a in a really tiny hotel room in France. Yeah. And since, apart from that, we haven't done a studio in the same room since the pandemic. Yeah. Do you find it weird when you do it in the same room? Is it like the dynamic? Is it different when you're looking at each other? It's harder yeah. to edit because there's too much bleed on the mics. Yeah. So mm. you can't isolate. But for us, it was really it became really normal. And actually I think the fact that we, like we made a really conscious choice, for example, this is, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if you guys want to go there, but I thought today might be quite fun for people just to actually hear a little bit more about like yeah. process, how we do stuff. But we, for example, we didn't ever really want to do video because we, well, first of all, we edit quite heavily. Mm. But for us, it was, it was, especially during the pandemic where everyone kind of like had this new rhythm that mm. makes sense. So it was like, and, P, and we had a lot of correspondence from people saying that they listened to Stadio in a certain setting. It was either walking the dog every day or if they were doing the washing up or something like that. So they, they essentially, you essentially like join, this might sound a little bit kind of like too, well, I'm trying to explain how I made the White Album, but <laughs> it's just a podcast. But I really liked that idea of actually just being with people when they're doing stuff yeah. and, it's, and you allow them to kind of fill in the gaps, right? But that's not to say that I don't like video. I think what you guys do and the way that you do video is amazing. It's also like, to me, is like truly terrifying because I'm not wild about being on camera anyway. Mm. But when you guys did the daily live streams through the World Cup specifically, Moose and I, you know, we watched a lot of them and in the Euros. And I remember just watching them with awe because I think the pressure to do that is not something I think I could have done on Stadio. I think I, we struggled, or I struggled doing just, pod, just audio podcasts in there. So having to be on in a physical sense, mm. as well as an actual like content sense, and I, you know, don't like that word, but I don't know. I don't know how you guys did it. And it was like Moose and I sp- have spoken numerous times about how that's just something I don't think we could have done. I think. I think in that situation though, you activate a mode in yourself which is not quite an autopilot, but it's almost a delirium because the nature of it means that you become fatigued very, very quickly, mm. and there are short bursts of concentration that you require. Like so. 
whenever you're talking about, I don't know, Balkan politics, for instance, or you're, yeah. you're discussing something of, you know, uh, great sensitivity, you need to get that right. But then beyond that, you're in a room with people that kind of, I think, and this is going to lead into something I'm going to say about Stadio, about but when you have chemistry with people, it, it's very calming because you can also like, um, Joe probably, uh, when I'm speaking, Joe can probably tell when I'm getting into trouble or whether I'm, when I'm starting to move into deep waters with stuff that is, you know, which I'm ignorant about. Um, at the same time, like, I, I feel like the great advantage of Stadio is, and I don't have a particular setting where I listen, but I like the fact that I know you're not in the same room mm. because to me, Stadio is a, it's a podcast from the ether, right? Like without being too pretentious about it. Um, for me also, I move country. Um, I live in the same place that you guys do. And so there's a little bit of detachment there that I like. And it also suits what you talk about because you're, you're jumping around Europe and you're, you're talking about this and you're, you're perfectly um, informed about everything that's happened within um, a certain continent or time period. It gives you uh, more of an equal footing as a listener as well because these guys aren't in the same exactly place. Like, and I'm also exactly. not in the same place. And then it, 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 it feels like I'm not excluded from the room like Seb is on the Zoom call. I'm just yeah. part, of the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. part of the ethereal podcast gang, you know? Yeah. That's quite nice. And I think, can I say this as well? Because I think, Seb, you're interesting because you had to make the transition from doing stuff anonymously, right? Yeah. And, behind, and with yeah. no camera, and you had to make that shift. How was that going from, you know, being basically behind a kind of an alias to, to doing stuff in front of camera? Because that's something you've really managed to do. What was the, what was the main challenge in sort of coming out from behind that and, and doing the video as well as the audio? Well, I mean, I suppose I was sort of behind a veil because I, I never really intended that to become any sort of profession. It was a hobby around the job at the time. And that's mm. going way back. Like, I think, you know, I spoke about this and sort of 2010 World Cup or something. But mm. I think for me, it's always been the, <clears throat> the private school thing, double barrel surname, mm. accent. Yeah. And you're never quite sure how you're going to be received. And like, there's still a bit of animosity in here and then. And I get that. I can't promise yeah, yeah. if the boot was on the other foot, I wouldn't be exactly the same. Um, so it was kind of, it was an opportunity for me to, um, whether this was in my own, own head or, or in reality, it was uh, an opportunity to be myself without kind of confronting all the assumptions I had about the way I'd be received. Um, mm. but again, like it's been pretty easy because Atifa, I'm just one of the people in the room. It's never really about me. Mm. Um, and so you're just part of an ensemble, a chorus, whatever. And, and so that makes it a lot easier. Like I'm like, Ryan, I, I, I'm not comfortable in front of camera. Mm. Um, and I couldn't do it without the other guys really, or without sort of the attention being spread across the room. The thing is you can, though. I mean, Seb did some, uh, some, we experimented with some live streams before we started to do this for the podcast about a year ago, maybe longer. And every, oh every Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seb would do a live stream on, literally on his own. Oh yeah, my God. from his bedroom yeah. in his little, from his little like attic with 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 one of my cats chewing the cable, <laughs> and he would talk for twenty minutes, and he would respond to the audience comments, and like he's a total fucking natural, and mm. you know he says like or, or, it, what him being himself is literally the the only requirement of putting someone in front of a camera in twenty twenty two twenty twenty three. It's like everybody is so. Uh, you know, like young younger audiences and the people who a lot of whom are engaging with the stuff that we do in in, in video, mm. they are so aware of the difference t- between an advert and um, and original content. Yeah. They're so aware about uh, who's being authentic and who's being inauthentic when they're being lied to. You know, it's just built yeah. into their brain to to watch out for that stuff. Um, and so, you know, when someone when people 
viewers come upon someone like Sam, um, who is just completely exactly the same on the podcast or on videos as he as he is in in real life it's a total uh, breath of fresh air he never is doing anything he never like intentionally heightens it uh for for the sake of the audience he never lies with his performance like he's uh, all it's it's the purest kind of performance that you get and people even when people i'm hungry love it. even when, even when hungry. i'm hungry like i will tell the audience when i'm hungry can i right. actually can i say on that um i'm gonna throw another sorry question actually it's not a Q&A, but I thought I might as well get in there. So, Joe, how did you actually like decide on the tone for Tifa? Because you're across all these different platforms and you do cover stuff in like real depth. Like you go into like real tactical depth. So how did you work out to strike a balance? What was that? What was the process behind thinking on that? Um, sort of wasn't really any thinking. I think that's the, that's the thing. Um, it, it, you know, the, yeah, that the comes Tifo... across. That comes across. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry, no, no, it's good. The Tifo podcast is is a sort of um, you know, a good or an okay reflection of a mixture of, and this is going to sound very corporate now. So, apologies to to the listeners, but it's a good reflection of a mixture of like the core brand values of of Tifo, mm. which are largely to be curious and to not shy away from the the, the curiosity and to assume that people will find uh, an interest in learning something, right? Like that's kind of all that is required to make mm. a TIFO video. Um, and then also a reflection of our personalities and um, the way that the JJ and I and Seb and, and John and Ruben, the baby boy Pender are in a room is, is how we would be <laughs> in a room without microphones and without uh, cameras. And that's, that's quite nice. There's not really a, a filter in that sense. There's a little bit of, um, uh, of emphasis on some of some of those elements and like there's a bit of stage craft like um but generally speaking it's 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 pretty authentic i th- i do i would say as well you know and this is kind of a bit of a, a um a deeper reason as to one of the contributing reasons as to why I, I, we want to change the podcast uh to you know into into something else is because what the podcast became over the last six months. Like I decided that we were going to do that after, just after the World Cup. I think we'd actually we hung around with you guys a couple of times during, mm. during the World Cup. Yeah. And it was about halfway through the daily live streams that you were just talking about. Uh, I decided I'm not doing this again after the, the, the end of the season. And mm. after conversations with JJ, John and Seb, we decided that the best thing to do would be to, 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 to reshape it. Um, and one of the reasons for that is because we, we created a really fun product that people love and, uh, where, you know, silliness kind of plays like a much higher, um, or much bigger role than it did uh, a year or two ago. Mm. And that's, that's great. But if we're being honest with ourselves about the kind of central mission of, of TIFO, it's not hugely reflective. It, at least it's like, there are elements of it that definitely are, mm. but the elements that aren't were kind of grow- <clears throat> growing in size because of like just our natural personalities and also how tired we are on a Monday and, you know, yeah. sort of like how much time we actually have to prep. I mean, you know, the reason, as I said to you guys before that I'm so impressed every time I listen to Stadio is because I have no clue how you're able to jump country yeah. to country and do the analysis yeah. that you do. Like, I, I cannot even imagine having to just read that shit off a plan. Uh, it, it, you know, and that, that's the thing. I, when I listen to that and I think, oh, it's like... It's so annoying. It's, also, it's so annoying. It's, it's, it's interesting. Sorry, just that's interesting. You said plan because actually, with <laughs> talking about processes, we we don't have like show plans. Yeah, we have a little WhatsApp where we're like, should we do this first? Do this, this, and this, and then yeah. usually most of the jumping is just done under roundup, right? And we'll just kind of 
figure stuff out. But this is this this is this is kind of going back to the the beauty of not having to be on mm. because we're like, well, my process because I produce for the people who don't know. Yeah, my process has always been let the conversation happen. Yes, because sometimes it's the second or third time that you reiterate a point that it goes in an interesting direction. And if you're on the clock, I mean, we kind yeah. of keep to a loose structure. Yeah. Sometimes we've struggled and sometimes we've gone way too long. But um, if we find that if you're on the clock, sometimes you lose a little bit of the, of the, the not, I don't want to say magic, but that kind of, the, 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 some of the good, some of the best stuff I think that's happened on Stadio that I've looked back on and been like, yeah, that was really good was kind of, stuff that if we were on the clock, we wouldn't have done. Like the the one that springs to mind, which is probably one of my favorite Stadio bits was that it was one of the first what if episodes. And we were talking about if, if Poland had beaten Germany in 74 and we ended up, if we were on the clock, we never would have got there. But it, <laughs> the, the original recording was probably about 25 minutes just on this section. And we got, we eventually got to the point where we questioned whether the Soviet Union would fall apart as quickly. <laughs> <laughs> How like, we got away with that? <laughs> to me, <laughs> That just wouldn't have happened, for example, if you were like, if you had a producer being like, move it on. Yeah. Mm. Yes, that's loads of extra work for me. And we are literally a two person crew. Stadio is Musa and I. There are a lot of people I think you think there are other people involved. There aren't. It's Musa and I. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of work. But I think that in terms of what we wanted the podcast to actually be, mm. it kind of suits it. Mm. That makes sense. Well, it's here's, here's um, I want to ask a question of you guys because. Uh, you have a fant- you know you have a fantastic chemistry, which is I mean you know I would say like de- definitely one of the biggest reasons that the that the show works to listen to. What do you disagree about? Uh, do you have any regular disagreements are there, or do you see things fundamentally differently in any area? I think, yeah, disagreeing. I mean, actually, I think the thing is we fundamentally agree on most stuff. Like we might disagree. I think the things we might disagree on. on let's for example, sounds like a small example. When Norway played England in the Euros, right? Women's Euros. Mm. And I had an interpretation of the game that's very different. So I was like, I felt like Norway could have taken that. If they'd taken the lead, then it's a changing game. Whereas you were like, no, actually, England would always control. So we mm. sometimes read matches differently in terms of like moments, momentum. Um, we might read things different in terms of like how pressure's happening in part of a game. So we'll actually disagree sometimes on like reading, I think, stages in a game, what turning points were, which is quite good for conversations. When did you guys first realize that there was that chemistry between you? Because like I. I think regardless of what you're podcasting about, like the great strength of Stadio is that chemistry, that kind of conversational aspect to your, your relationship and where you can go and where you can kind of prompt each other to go. When did you first think, okay, we're friends, but we could also do this. Like we could also have this gear. I don't, um, can I just, I don't think we, we actually met for a coffee. Uh, Ryan had heard something I'd done on the Askcast. And so we went for a coffee and Ryan had an idea for a podcast and was like, I think you'd like to get involved. So Ryan actually thought it would work in terms of a podcast before I had an idea of it. And we just met for this coffee at this, um, a cafe that remained nameless because- This is in Berlin though, right? Yeah, we met for a coffee. We played football in the same club in Berlin, just different teams within the club. Ryan at a far higher level. <laughs> that actually, I think was the first time looking back now where, where I was like, okay, we, A, we're going to be friends and B, we could probably do something together someday because we just sat at this cafe in Berlin in Boxhagen in Boxhagen Platz and just chatted and we were there for like four hours and we'd meet once a week once a fortnight 
it was Musa who got me writing about football. And then, yeah, basically something came up with, with somewhere else and we, we got involved with that. And then that ended after a year and then we started Stadio. And it was very much kind of like, Musa is busy. He has written a load of books. He was writing for ESPN. He's Musa Wakonga. People know who he is. He didn't, I don't think he needed Stadio at the time. Whereas I kind of really did. It's the first thing I've ever done that's quickly become something. <laughs> it's literally the first thing I've ever done that has met with. Like, He's probably written a book while we've been recording. <laughs> no, it's just like, it's absolutely rubbish. Yeah, massive liar. God. <laughs> it's probably been like given the, the, the freedom of a city or yeah, yeah. You know, an honorary fellowship somewhere. Wow, like, wow. You know, it's always your own people. Right. Wow. Joe, you've mentioned something there that I wanted to circle back on because I think it's really interesting about how like the core, like the kind of like the core values of Tifo and what you all of a sudden kind of realised as a shop window, it had different products in place than that what, what were in the shop. And it's really interesting because Moose and I have had the very same conversation recently, where because Stadi was never just supposed to be a podcast, mm. that was never the goal. It was supposed to be one part of what made Stadio. But one of the things that became really evident, especially in the in when the pandemic hit was we were doing these stadio sessions, right? So we were doing these like live streams, music with football, like clips of football commentary. But the cool thing about it was we did it on this platform called Mixalart and it has a chat room. Mm. So you just had everyone who was a stadio listener chatting to each other in the chat room and yeah. you could see where everyone was from. And I think at that point in time, it goes back to what you're saying about like not doing the video thing and feeling connected because we're all kind of not in the same place. Mm. It was really cool to see a load of people at quite a, quite a scary time. You know, we, don't, we didn't know as much about what was going on as we do now. Just kind of in the same place digitally. Yeah. And I think that's something that over the next year, we've not really talked about this on the podcast, but we're, we're, we're aiming to announce a few things over the summer or before next season that in addition to the podcast, a few things that shift the focus back onto the community aspect of it. Because I think that was something that was that was really important to us about Stadio. And if I'm being honest, I think it's something that has felt lacking since Twitter has just died a death. Oh God, yeah. 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 You know, the, we, we, we felt yeah. that community on, on Twitter because it was just, very, everyone was very connected. And since that's gone, it's felt like, it's been hard to gauge. I mean, it is still there, I think, but it's felt, I think at the end of this kind of season that's been so exhausting for everyone, in a combination with Twitter dying, mm. it's, it's kind of felt a little bit I, don't, I wouldn't say we felt lost at all. It's not that dramatic, but it's felt different, mm. you know, probably in the yeah. same way that you mentioned with TFO. Does your environment still feel calm? So when I, when I listen, I have a kind of, I suppose, sort of a mental image of what other people listening are doing or saying or what they're like as people. And it always feels a little bit, I know you, you, you reference some of sort of the, um, the, the more obnoxious comments that you get mm. on the podcast itself, but it always feels like a little bit of a safe space. Like it's sort of, um, the the air is a little bit kinder around Stadio. Is that is that true? Or is that just an illusion from the outside? It still is quite calm. Like I think because when we critique, you know, the the tougher issues, you know, be it the World Cup, be it like you know sports washing or whatever, or inequalities in clubs, we come at it from an angle of respect for the club, for the fans. Fans, I think it's respect for the fans first. And fans that yeah. we go, sometimes we go quite hard after the institutions, but they, they're like, we always t try to do it with um, an element of care. And I think Stadio listeners are people that listen with care as well. So that filter, like we don't have the kind of listeners, I think, that 
that tune in just to kind of be angry, right? Which is, you know, there's, yeah. there is a place for that. Don't get me wrong. There's a place for rage and there's a lot of music I listen to that's just really about rage. You know, there's no problem, no judgment there. But then this feels like the currency now, though. It's kind of you, you, you're involved in this dance where you provide the provocative opinion, which creates a space for somebody to crack back at you. And then it becomes a sort of this event that uh, rolls around Twitter. So for instance, right, right at the beginning of the season, mm. we, had a, we did a podcast where um, I think it was JJ and Joe were engaged in a conversation about Arsenal's performance. I think it was a North London derby. Mm. And it was kind of, the mood was very sort of lighthearted and, and it became a thing. Like the reaction to it was like, yeah, I remember you know, we, that. It, it, it's, I said it's they very turned strange. the volume up. <laughs> but you were, you, were talking, you were talking in the abstract about what football clubs do and someone had just got hold of sort of a, a 10 second clip of it, oh, which no. made it seem as if it was referenced specifically to Arsenal. Mm. Yeah. And it was like, in a way, you provoke all this frothing anger, but then a lot of people want to be involved in the frothing anger itself, mm. it seems sometimes. Whereas I think, I, I, I won't speak for Joe, but I think one of the opinion things about what you guys have done is it's just not like that. Yep. And it's yep, yep, yep. like, I'm not being invited to react to something. You're not trying to, you're not trying to uh, prod my sensitivities or get at me. It's very respectful and very, uh, without losing any of your opinions. Cause you've both, very, you're both right people. I know you both pretty well in real life. I've known you for well, too we're long. For, my apologies. A year yeah. on that. <laughs> <age both of us>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- I think to be honest, Seb, I think from the beginning we were, well, I think first of all, it's a, it's an audience thing. I think TIFO yeah. is TIFO is huge. Stadio just isn't. Mm. I think it's probably it's probably bigger than we thought it would be, but I don't think it's it's not gonna be it's never, ever, ever gonna be a football ramble, a totally football show, right. a, a Guardian Football Weekly. Also, I think in the last six months, I don't know if you guys have felt the same, but I've felt myself detach a little bit and just actually yeah. it used to really get to me just but actually now I'm kind of like, do you know what? Like mm. You know, you're just not going to please everyone all the time. Yeah, you can't, you can't nail everything. Joe, seeing, seeing as the uh, as, as as this has been the final season of your involvement in the TIFO football podcast, mm. as its tyrannical leader, <laughs> 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 Joe behind the scenes, by the way, nowhere near as tyrannical. True. No, it's exactly the same. No difference whatsoever. It's the, the, the yeah, the, <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> He's a teddy bear. What have what have been the highlights, either of like the football or things that you guys have done this year? It's a really good, that's a really good question. Um, not used to people asking me questions. Seb, do you want to pick up that first one, I think? <laughs> yeah, I think, and I think as a company, I think probably our high point was our pre-tournament coverage of the World Cup yeah. and the series that we released. Mm. Uh, With James Montague. Among, yeah, it's written by James Montague, commissioned by Joe. Um, I think it was illustrated by entirely by Alice am I right there Joe oh my goodness and it's a I think it's will always be the best thing we did regardless of what we do now or in the future Um, I'm very very proud of it as well and and, um, Joe spent a lot of time planning it with James Montague and and, uh, yeah it's marvellous and um, yeah I think that was my high point I I think I think actually um, to be a a little bit more subtle about it I think that it was so well received was very heartening because it was critical and it was dense. And it was and it weird was as fuck. Like yeah. it didn't, like and it we, wasn't we like We kind of thought that this is not going to be a, a too big niche. You know, performer. Yeah. And it was too niche. And we, we thought we kind of, I even think we actually scheduled content the week after to be a little bit more baity to make up yeah, for it, yeah. you know. Um, basically, maybe the wrong word, but there's a bit more sort of popular stuff, mm-hmm. a bit more, bit more broad. 
Um, in reality, it was um, very well received. So that would probably be, um, yeah, I'd, I'd say that would probably be my hype. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, uh, yeah, I think I would have, I think if I was thinking about the question in terms of the whole company, I would have gone would have gone straight to that because obviously it's like amazing every time we work with James Montague. He's just just one of the best Montague, guys ever. Right. I love him. Yeah. He's he, you know he's yeah. such a great writer, fearless, and like he's also a huge part of the reason why Tifo is what it is. Despite the fact that you know you can't ever get him on the phone and he only he writes about four things a year, but he's so <laughs> central to what we do. <laughs> um, and the Indiana, the Indiana Jones of football writing, <laughs> very much so. Yeah, he's been living on that for a decade. That man, um, but uh, he uh, he's just so brilliant. Um, and in te- but in terms of the podcast specifically. Um, just whenever Seb's been in London, which hasn't been that, you know, since World Cup's maybe been three times, four times, but like there's a, there's this feeling you get when Seb's in the room with you doing the podcast. <laughs> it's just different. I don't know how to describe it, but there's just something. A hungry. Yeah, there's a hungry yeah. feeling. There's something, yeah. I think I came and watched some World Cup games with you when yeah. Seb was there. And I think I've been in the office when he wasn't. And there is definitely a different vibe. There is, yeah. It's mm. it's it's not as much I'll make fun. It more boring. It's kind of annoying that he lives in Germany. It's like when the teacher goes out of the room and everyone's <laughs> Kind of trying to see what they can get away with before they come back. It's true. Uh, Seb holds like a massive, uh, he's like a huge source of gravity within the office. Like <laughs> when he's there, people are kind of like pulled towards him, towards the kind of the right, the right thing to do. Yeah. And when he's gone, JJ and I just scurry around the office like little kids, you know, stealing chocolate and stuffing our mouths. And, um, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll miss uh, that stuff. And also, I'll miss um, on a slightly less serious note being able to just, um, off the top of my head, come up with the stupidest possible nickname for someone, and then have it stick for really the Goblin King. Like, or, <laughs> Goblin <laughs> the Goblin King is so stupid. <laughs> asking John to bark. I mean, bless him, John's such a sweetheart. Asking him to bark is like the meanest possible thing to do. He, so he, he made him do it in, in front of the live audience at the beginning. Yeah, I, saw, I was watching. I was watching. I was crying. I was crying. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'll be sad to let that go, and also happy. Yeah. Are you missing JJ's, JJ's chaos as well? Like he's like that. What's yeah. that? Um, this is again a reference that shows my age. But that in a Back to the Future, the chaotic time traveling doctor slash scientist. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's is JJ Ball the energy. Doc of 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 Tifo. I Absolutely, think he is. He's like if Doc were you know Doc went back in time and was uh, yeah, and 30, fifty years younger. Yeah, studied football <laughs> tactics. So JJ has this quite funny ability to um to be sort of completely on point when his very own little Overton window crosses over the correct area. But if it's not there, it's just, there's no chance. Like whatever <laughs> it is that he's thinking about or looking at, that's what he'll be, that's what he'll be talking about. Uh, before, before we go, um, I have, a, I I have say, a hard out in three minutes, by the way. I didn't mention that beforehand. Oh, but, right. Joe's got a hard out in three minutes. Know, yeah. All right. One answer. Favourite football thing from this year. Go. Sacking of Antonio Conte. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Napoli, Napoli, Napoli. Particular that the the friendship between uh, Victor Osman and Quaret Scalia, like Osman just does, on does the go hard out, Musa. Yes, go for it, Joe. Sorry, Joe. That's my <laughs> least favorite thing about Musa. He fires off a load of gold where we're on a tight schedule. No, it's good. <laughs> I was, I was, I was <laughs> glad for it because I was still trying to think about what my. What He's my like name Prince. Is. He's like a creative. It's just a creative vessel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. Um, I loved the World Cup as well as felt very complicated yeah. about it. And it, sometimes I look back on the season and forget that it even happened midway through. But partly it is because I was with Seb and JJ and John and hung out with, with you guys as well a little bit. And, you know, it's just like yeah, every day it's a bit different to the other months. But yeah. 
there's there's something uh, special about special about it, even though it was super complicated. Uh, so pro- probably yeah. like the whole World Cup, I would say. Wow. I think the single, my single favourite footballing moment this season was Reese Nelson's goal against Bournemouth. <laughs> wow, yes. <laughs> because I've just, I just don't think I've, I can't remember the last time I felt that way. Yeah. Favourite podcast moment, actually, I just want to shout out, was Chris Ryan's intro when we had him on. We were like, welcome Chris Ryan. And he just went, and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe's got a hard out. This has been yep. so much fun, though. I love, really I love you guys, and I love, love you your guys. show. And, I, and people will be listening. Well, I will have said this in the intro, and they're probably the outro again. But like, uh, you know, Tifo isn't going anywhere, right? The podcast's still going to be there, but we're not doing off the weekend stuff anymore. And of course, uh, there's the Totally Football Show, that which is an athletic uh, podcast, which does some off the week weekend stuff as well. But in terms of tone, yeah. you're looking for something which isn't dissimilar oh, to yeah. Tifo, and you yeah. want to hear off the weekend stuff. It's got to be Stadio, baby. Not Stadio, baby. Stadio. <laughs> Joe, Joe, Joe show, is but... about to be called in to the office <laughs> at The Athletic referring <laughs> an Athletic podcast. If they, if they listened, I would have been fired a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, guys, this was super fun. Love you. Thanks for coming it's on. Been amazing. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Brilliant, guys. Much love, gang. See you IRL soon. That was us chatting to Ryan Hunt and Musa Kwanga from uh, Stadio Podcast. Hopefully this time when we record the intro, Seb won't just keep stopping his recording when he thinks we're done and we're not done. But did you enjoy that podcast, Seb? I really did. You know, we, we've been talking about doing that for quite a while with Ryan and Musa and it's taken us a long time to actually get it done, but it was really enjoyable. It's exactly what I hoped it would be. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, uh, we think they're terrific. We think you'll really enjoy their show on a regular basis. So... In addition to going and checking out the Totally Football Show, if you haven't already, which is hosted by James Richardson and which um, Mr. John McKenzie appears on fairly um, irregularly as well, uh, go and listen to, to Stadio with Mr. and Ryan because uh, we think we think you'll love it if you're looking for an off the off the weekend football show. Has a really nice mood to it, Joe. We, we talk about this in the podcast itself, obviously, but like it's a very calm environment, very rational, soft. Uh, easy, you know, it's not one of those provocative places where you're, where you're kind of um, straight off the weekend, you're provoked into having opinions about yeah. your team or anything like that. It's uh, it's really great. I've been listening for a long time. It makes me feel like an adult. Yeah, yeah, which is which is quite something. Yeah, but it makes me feel like a youthful adult, you know? Like you've still got enthusiasm for stuff in life. Do you mean that? Yeah, yeah. 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 Also, also, it also basi- takes quite a lot to do that to you as well, doesn't it? <laughs> I mainly listen for Musa Kwonga's laugh as well, which has happened a couple of times in this episode. Not as often as I would have liked, but uh, if you listen to a normal Stadio episode, you will hear Musa laugh about 50 times, and uh, it makes me smile every time. One of the great laughs in the world. Yeah, definitely. Big time. Um, okay, well, listen, uh, things coming up on this feed. I think there aren't actually that many breaks uh, over the summer, so most weeks there should be something for you to, to listen to. Nothing next week in the week of the 19th, but I think we have an episode ready to go on the 26th where uh, that's me. I'm back for that one and I'm speaking to someone really interesting. So hopefully that you'll find that fun. Um, 
There's also a couple of Sensible Transfers episodes that will be going out in mid-July, after that one on the 26th. Um, Those will be John and JJ getting together and uh, following up on the video series that they do on TIFO IRL, where they look at teams and they see the big gaps in uh, the squads, and then they pick players that they think, um, you know, teams could uh, refresh with in the transfer window. So those episodes will be a chance to go a bit deeper on the clubs that they're covering in video and talk about a couple of clubs that they're not covering in video. They'll be really, really fun. Uh, and then the new podcast format starts in earnest the closer we get towards the beginning of the season. I can I can reveal that I believe there is a, a very fun Spurs episode and I think there's one on Manchester United and their refresh as well. Uh, both done with, you know, super, super smart contributors and John is going to guide that conversation. You'll hear, you'll hear about those teams discussed in a way that you just really wouldn't hear on that many other podcasts with quite... Um, quite a kind of uh, a long view taken let's put it that way uh so do look out for those they're going to be really really fun um would you like to add anything else seb i don't think so i'm looking forward to a little bit of a break from the old football for a few weeks and then women's world cup in july i think by the time that comes around i'll be ready for football again feels like the season has lasted for about two years so i I need a detox need to do some other things maybe just sit outside and you know do things other than football yeah, but yeah. I, the be, down, yeah. Do you know what the downside of the Women's World Cup is, is, is for us is that it is in Australia, so difficult time game, zone. Yeah. Game times are going to be a bit odd, aren't they? Do you know what 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 the the game times are for us here in the UK? Yeah, or? they'll be inverted. I don't know what they are in the UK, but it will be quite similar to. Uh, do you remember the uh, two thousand and two World Cup, the South Korea? Oh, that Japan. was so much fun. That was kind of weird, right? I uh, really liked. The, we we watched them at school. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, know. maybe I'm into it. Maybe I can. Maybe my new thing is waking up early to watch football. That could be fun. By the time it's four PM, I'm just done. I don't want to. I don't want to do anything. But ten. And that morning, means, like, just in life, you you kind of oh, sure. beyond. You know, yeah. <laughs> well, it's eleven AM now, and I'm already feeling tired. Yeah, we we'll call it a day, right? Yeah. Uh, all right. Listen. Thanks everybody for for listening to today's episode. Like we said, check out uh, check out Stadio. Listen to the Totally Football Show as well. Um, we'll be back in in about uh, ten days with more. Uh, but until then I don't know when the next time you'll hear from Seb is but it'll be before the end of the year we promise Um, chat to you all soon As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 